Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher. I'm joined by an illustrious panel of uh, of grown-up football analysis-tists. I said the word wrong. I've blown it. Off to a bad start. Um, I'm joined by Louis McCaffrey. Louis, Lou Dog, the Lou Man. Mike check one, two. I'm here. Tell the joke. The vegan joke. Are you sure? Go for it. It's not offensive. If two vegans f- fall out, does that mean they have beef? Tweet us at 90 Minute Cynic. Boom. Boom. You're stealing jokes off we guys, but still, I'm impressed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was good. It was worth it. Low dog, how are we doing? You good? I'm all right, Christopher. I am not bad. Um, we sat at the gym earlier with Big Keel. Yeah, pumping away. Doing all the pumping. Pumped it. Pumped. Ron, feel pumped. Pumped. Aye. You pumped. and Kieran pumping Me in the gym. Me and Kieran pumping. There's no undertone there. Kieran, looking like a character from N-Dubs. I'm looking at Louis for... No, no, no. N-Dubs. If you say so. <laughs> I'm all joking, Kieran. You look, you look hip-hop. Call him um, Dappy. Don't st- Dappy. You look dapper. Dapper Dappy. <laughs> um, he's wearing a pink t-shirt. He's got ripped jeans. Classy I'm actually wearing a pink t-shirt because it was Cancer Awareness Weekend. What? <laughs> and for work, we were allowed to dress down. Well, that, that's, that's terrific. No. And what about your purple boxers, sir? Yeah. And Look, that was by accident. Okay, so are we calling? We're not calling them hats anymore. We're calling them snapbacks. Is that a thing? No, because there's no back the back to snap it. Oh, he's got you. No, no, I'm just asking. I, 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 you know, I'm no, all in one. You know, I'm not as hip as, as young Kieran. You know, all. I'm 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 what eleven days older than Kieran, oh, so he's young is. and down with the kids, and he looks like a sniper. He's turned it backwards. Looks like you're in my sights, pal. So just you be careful. It's pretty good for you. Good. Well done, impressive. Um, we're joined um, by uh, making his debut. <coughs> You've never been on the pod before, have you? I have not. No. Um, Alan Edgar. Hello. One of, uh, one of our close friends, one of our, one of the guys who we started uh, this media conglomerate with in a, in a lot of ways. Alan, how are you doing? Fantastic. Where can, we, f- where can we find you. you on Twitter? We can get you three extra followers after today's pod. <laughs> I don't actually remember the name of it. It's been that long since I've had to plug it, so... At I Alan, will be on there. At Alan If Ed. it's meant to be, then you'll find me. <coughs> and also, when I said you're going to get followers, you might not if you come away with some I might lose opinions. actually quite a few followers. Yeah. Do Rangers fans who follow me? Do you have Rangers fans following you? Mm, don't think so, actually. Does anyone have Rangers fans following them? Let's smoke them out. Yeah. What? No, you stay there and argue with them too much. I, I think we blocked each other, to be fair. W- what did you, was it like sensible arguing at first, or was it just petty? I was obviously right. He was in the wrong, but he just couldn't see it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how many times I had to tell him his team was dead. Just this is a specific it. person. We're discussing <laughs> here. This is, this yeah, is I'm intrigued. I'll tell you his name off air. Off air. I don't use Twitter, so I don't know who follows me. Good. Well, you know, if you did, you could get more of the the East London crew. Big shaft, big shaft, follow me. That will make my yeah. Uh, East, East, big big shaft, Samuels. Um, so we've got a few things to talk about. Um, Big week. We did a preview podcast of the the po- we did a preview of the Bayern Munich game, and uh, we kind of aye, we were kind of right. I thought well, I wasn't because I thought it would be a one each draw, because um, <laughs> I'm an idiot clearly. Um, <clears throat> but we were so what we're going to spend some time looking at the Bayern game, kind of picking over the bonds of that. Um, uh, I've actually got some interesting stats and data about the Europa League, Kieran. What do we care about that for? Because we're halfway through the 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 the, the hang. 
Okay. The Champions League. <laughs> no, we've played three of the games. We're halfway through the European campaign for the Champions League, so I've got some data on. Unless you're looking to the next round of the Europa League. Yep, um, that'll be my phone. Yeah, that was uh, a wrong number from the house phone. Uh, don't know who David is, um, but it's a really nice lady is looking for you, David. Hashtag where's David? Hashtag where's David? Um, but yeah, so we're going to look at the Bayern game. Then we're Europa League kind of got because we're halfway through the kind of Champions League uh, phase. We'll look at where the Europa League groups are sitting at. Uh, look at Hibs Celtic game from Saturday, the semi final, and uh, maybe laugh a little bit at Rangers because go ahead, fun, Alan. Absolutely. Go ahead, fun. I didn't get to see it myself, but I can't wait to discuss it. I can't wait to hear about it. I didn't get to see as much as I wanted to, but um, I got to look at social media, which was. Delicious, Louis. Aye. <laughs> um, and then we'll look ahead to the game versus Aberdeen because pff, an absolutely crucial game for us. Right, uh, Bayern Munich, Celtic went to uh, went to Bavaria um, with a little bit of uh, spring in their step considering we beat Anderlecht 3-0 in our last um, away game in Champions League football. I want initial thoughts from everyone, so I'm going to start with Kieran Haran. Um, Kieran, what are your kind of initial thoughts of the game? Not necessarily got a detail, but um, thoughts. Pretty much as what I'd expected. Um, tough game. Uh, Fortunately, didn't perf- we performed a lot? I think we gave a bit more than the PSG game. Not enough. We didn't really kind of compete enough for the should have. Um, we created a couple more chances than we did against PSG, um, but just the. the Difference in the quality, the gap in the quality is just to be seen there. And the fact of it felt as if Munich um, kind of uh, slowed down the second half. They kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit, which was kind of kind of worrying because it could have been another four or five. Um, possibly could have been. I mean, it was a disallowed goal, which was clearly should have counted. The um, the Lustig, I mean, penalty red card, unfortunately, I think. I mean, didn't they get so. didn't get it. So that's good. That's luck. Sometimes luck we don't always get in, in Europe. So yeah, I got it. But it was just same again. Big team. We don't seem to be able to rise to the occasion anymore, which we used to. We used to be playing against some of the bigger teams, even away from home. Years years gone by. Maybe more kind of striking and um, Lennon's time. We weren't kind of getting destroyed, but I suppose they always set up with a very defensive minded attitude, which. Rogers has come out and said it's not my it's not my game. I, I would rather try and play and kind of end up getting thrashed, but yeah. still trying to play. Yeah, he'd rather use his sort of philosophy. Alan, um, you kind of have a little bit more experience in the Bundesliga than your average fan, but what would you say about the match overall? What are your kind of thoughts on it? I, th- I think Bayern really suffocated Celtic over the, the, the course of the game. I think there were positives. I think people disregard them just a little bit easily. I think Kieran's right when he points out that we don't seem to rise to the occasion like we used to, but I think that is because we are now not going to set up against these teams the way they would Mark, like. Martin O'Neill did. Or yeah, yeah, so I think with that we need to accept We need to look at this hand-in-hand hand with the Anderlecht game for me. I think as much praise as you give us for winning 3-0 away at Anderlecht, that was because we went there and we weren't to take them on and pass the ball and be brave in possession. What we need to accept now, though, is, is that when we go and play teams like Bayern, PSG, Barcelona last year, we are going to get a spanking. Now, you can't play three games and say, you know, we, we need, we're we not getting any better. Patently, we are. Seven last year in Barcelona, five against PSG <laughs> and three against Bayern. Yeah. Now, I, I know that's half joking, but you need more games week in, week out against these teams. We are never going to get that. But over time, and if Brendan... 
is going to stay here longer term, then we might get that result, but it won't come in the short term. And I wouldn't expect it to come this season. I would love it if it did, but buying a PSG are in the top four clubs in the world right now. Yeah. Real Madrid and Barca are the other teams. Um, and I think people need to just remember that just a little bit. Uh, Louis, what your, what's your kind of take on it? How did you feel after the game? Were you as deflated as after the PSG game? Or was it more a case of, ugh, they're just kind of above us in terms of pay grade? They're just a different gravy, Chris. We can't compete with that, like sadly. Um, just right, I was just disappointed right away. We were just absolutely hemmed in and just under the cosh from the start and it was as if we I mean we couldn't even get kind of halfway up our own half of the pitch because we were that we were pinned into our own box pretty much um, scrapping for our lives to try and stop them scoring early on and it was just it's frustrating to watch you know we speak about we we put everything on the Champions League at the start of the year and if if we don't make the Champions League group stages it would be a massive failure for our season and then we get here and really we're only here for two games I mean we're here to play Anderlecht twice we've won the first one convincingly so effectively you know (laughs) touch wood nothing I might you know unless a miracle happens with them because they, they don't seem very good at all We'll hopefully go into third place and fall into the Europa League. But when it comes to teams like PSG and Bayern Munich, we don't, we just don't stand a chance. And it's not being defeatist; it's just being realistic about it. There is too much of a gap in class and confidence and ability that we just can't bridge. What, <clears throat> you know, Kira makes the point that you know back in the day, um, uh, you know Martin O'Neill and you know Alan Newtown as well, like. Uh, under Neil, um, under Strachan, you know, we we got to the last 16 under Strachan twice, um, once, twice, we got to the last 16 under Strachan twice, we got last 16 with, uh, you know, Lenin as well, um, Barcelona, AC Milan and Juventus were the three kind of teams we faced, um, other than the fact that, you know, Juventus did give us a bit of a stonking. Let's be fair, Juventus, that's when Effie Ambrose kind of, that's when the Celtic career kind of nosedive. Barcelona, we gave a really good fist of it at home. But AC Milan, who were the European champions at the time, um, or who would go on to win the title trophy, I can't actually remember at that point, but we took them to like extra time. To the po- no, no, sorry, we didn't take them extra time. We took them five minutes away from extra time and then Kaka scored that goal um, where he ran in a straight line. Neil Le- was it Neil Lennon ever took him out? No, Lennon never yeah, took Snow him out. lost the ball on the edge of the AC box and then Kaka ran the length of the path. It was very similar. It reminded me of Steve McManaman's for Liverpool when Jack yeah. and Mike I think it was, should have halved him. But yeah, but it's, it's one of those where it's like, um, don't get me wrong, I mean, he does run really far with the ball and it's great, but it is kind of just in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much quite, qu- quite frustrating. Um, like Kaka's career, funnily enough. Um, but, we go, you know, we, we gave them AC Milan. So, when I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, well, we got to the, we've been to the last sixteen twice. Let, let's look at the grand because we got to the last sixteen with guys like Scott McDonald. Got to the last sixteen with um, Stephen McManus and Gary Caldwell in centre halves. In centre halves. So let's look at it from a different perspective. Maybe it's not us that have got weaker. Maybe it's the whole standard of football has changed in a different perspective. I don't necessarily think it's changed from a, you know, I don't think people are technically better now than they were. I just think they're fitter, they're more athletic, they are faster. And I, if you put the Celtic team from Seville in their prime against that PSG team, I think that PSG team are still going to stonk them. 
Thoughts? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think the the style of football has changed quite a bit. Um, quite dramatically, though, like over a short period of time. And I think what we are trying to do now as well is go toe-to-toe with their style, as opposed to previously where you could say, let's be compact. If you want to shell balls at us, then we can absolutely compete with that. But I, I don't think we're set up to do that. Now, it's fine saying we should be more compact against teams like Bayern, but we, we couldn't put two fits and a half out. You know, I know there's a discussion to be had about that, but yeah. if you don't have the players to play that way, you need to stick with your principles. And to be honest, being beat 3 nothing in Munich is not a, is absolutely no shame. Um, in the Champions League, particularly, teams will go there and they, they'll be absolutely hammered. Yeah. Better teams than us. And I think as that's, well. you know, that the, the next day afterwards, a lot of people were talking a lot of sense when, even when they were posting up, look at Bayern's last kind of five or six. Um, you know, home matches in the Champions League, and it's five nils, and it's four nils, and it's three nils, and it's clubs who are competing at a higher level than we are. Kieran, you were ready to say something there when I was chatting. What were you going to pipe I was in? Like? Say as well, <clears throat> I do think the golf has got bigger, even with the technique between the the players, our players, and players of my United and PSG. I mean, these players are going for some of them are going for hundreds of millions now. Um, and we are the most expensive we are spending is four million a player. I, I, I'm always wary of that though, saying that the value of players goes up because a player doesn't have if the value of the player goes up because he's unique. I, I think there's always been players that are the best at their time. I don't think Neymar being two hundred million or whatever he is, he has no influence over that at all. So yeah, I, I, that, that's my only concern. I, I don't like the idea. It's, it's all hard about to somebody's admit. willing to pay for you. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the brand now as well. Um, like, so I'm I'm always frustrated and last week I was punching my leg continually through the whole game because you, it's hard to admit that sometimes a team is just better than you but when you can't get out your own half you can't get out your own box it is frustrating players like Armstrong who do it week on week in Scotland you're wondering why they can't make 8, 9, 10 yard passes but it's just because they don't have the time they've got world class players up the hoop right from the off but then when, when, we, when we come up against teams like Bayern PSG is it wrong to be pragmatic? Should we change our style and be more, you know, is it wrong to park the bus? <clears throat> this is this is a whole interesting discussion and um, kind of kind of points we can look at. Uh, listening to sport now, I know people don't like Barry Ferguson, right? And I know, <laughs> I don't know what people's opinions are on Paul Hartley, but they were on Sportsound a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about Scotland versus France when they went to the... Uh, I don't know if it, I think it was a part of France. It was they went to France anyway, and uh, they beat France one 0 James McCann with that speculative effort. But that whole game was literally about sh- just literally sitting in, and it was Alex McLeish at his best, um, just sitting in, making sure that you're compact, that you're tight, that you you know where your man's going, being resolute and refined. And that's what Ferguson and Hartley was. Barry Ferguson says in that game, I had like eight passes. Like I was on the ball eight eight, eight opportunities, and uh, you know it wasn't fun to play in, but at the end of the day, it worked. Now, I, I'm not saying that we should do that at all. I think if Celtic sat in sit in against any team, we're going to get slaughtered because we just don't have the players for it. I don't think our, I, I don't think you can shackle our midfield. Our midfield just wants to drive. They're so used to it. We don't have anyone who's going to sit in. What I'm saying is. Um, I don't really know what I'm saying to be honest with you. <laughs> Go on. I, I understand the point, and I think I might have even heard a little bit of that discussion. I actively, 100% disagree with it because the the issue that you have is that it's fine saying we'll do that for one game. You don't play that way at all for 
40 odd games a season but then you're going to go up against a team who are used to teams doing that Breaking and you're down. going to expect defenders who probably at times can be the weakest element of our team not just the defenders themselves but midfielders and attackers it's the weakest part of our game you're asking them to go and do it against the best team in the world I think it is a recipe for disaster going back to the Scotland example as well that's fine because they get a result in that game but we didn't qualify again for that tournament because when we went and played the teams that we actually should have got results from we, we weren't good enough to do it yeah. this is we're not competing with Bayern and PSG we are competing with teams like Anderlecht and if we can get better than them and then you can gradually improve you can then start to think look a bit higher at that moment in time we're still a way a bit away for that but if we can get results against teams like Anderlecht then you can start cementing Europa League after Christmas then you can start thinking about investing moving forward you can't just ju- suddenly think right okay let's beat PSG home and away that's just absolutely not on absolutely we'll get hammered it's not nice to watch but perspective and no, no, I, I, going forward I, 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 so think put, I don't think we can do that I don't think we can do that either what I'm saying is they were drilled to play a specific game a specific way for that week um, but I don't think our players could do that I don't think even if we wanted to play with five at the back I don't think we could because, as I say, you cannot shackle Kieran Tierney. No, he will not be shackled. Louis, um, from the perspective of, of the, just the game, looking at it overall, as as great as Bayern are, and as Alan says, they are one of the best teams in the world, and people were talking about them. But, I mean, I thought we could have got a draw, but that was more, I'm usually very more negative than anything, but I thought, why not? Let's just go be positive for once. But even though they are phenomenal, and you know, you've got Aaron Robin, who's one of the best players of his generation you get Muller um, you get Muller who just ghosts you've got such a great team even with all that and they deserve to win and they possibly could have won more did Celtic do themselves justice? No no I don't think so. see that's, that's the thing see when I was I was watching the game and to a certain extent the Hibs game as well I, I feel as if I've lost a way a bit I'm a bit I'm a bit negative towards Celtic you know are, are you, are you know, a bit cynical? I'm a bit cynical. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, sorry, I know, I know it's daft because I mean we're still unbeaten domestically and all that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm feeling a bit kind of disappointed with them now. Is it not a flatness more than anything? Yeah, kind of, maybe. I mean, I, I think our midfield, our midfield's pissing me off. Stuart Armstrong, I just think is just still no turned up this season. Tud. In Cham This is getting edited. In Ch- Cham hasn't turned up yet, really. Should a wee bit of promise in a couple of games, but he's not a player that or certainly not yet the player that we thought he was going to be when he came in. Um it, there's too there's a lot of chopping and changing in positions. I still don't think I would love to know, you know, that stat that Christian used to love to come out with. Um, how many uh, How many times have we played with the same 11? You know, how, how many games well, have we played with the same 11? Can't be many. Um, the centre-back issue is a mess, whether Rodgers wants to admit it or not, it's a mess. Um, and I'm just feeling a bit... Coming in? I feel as if we were, we were on an upward trajectory, that word, yeah. and it was steep. And now we've levelled off a bit, is and, that and we're not we're not advancing as quickly now, which is probably only natural. But 
I'm still getting a bit frustrated that I don't see a lot of progress this season so then, far. Do you not think that's possibly down to <clears throat> the other teams in the league now kind of actually working out how Celtic play and sometimes a way of trying to stifle them? No, because I, I don't... I think no, they're not indiv- convincingly now. No, but individuals aren't playing as well as what they did last season. But, but that's form, though. Aye, but... Stuart Armstrong, for example, um, was out for four we- four weeks, if you count the fact that the Scotland International Games, Scotland International Games, the Scotland Games, you know, Stuart Armstrong probably, sh- in, in my opinion, probably shouldn't have played against Bayern. He, because he, no. he clearly wasn't fit. Scott Brown was blowing out of his arse after about 60 minutes, but Scott Brown is, uh, unrem- there's no doubt that Scott Brown is the engine in our ah. machine that makes his tick. Um, uh, and Cham, uh, the jury's out, uh, still a lot of development to do there um, I think it's harsh to judge him I get your frustration because at the end of the day when people turn around and say look he's a young boy and you need to give him time absolutely but see when the guy consistently misspasses you do get frustrated as a fan now you don't boo and you don't shout but you are going to sit back and think maybe it would be better if Callum McGregor was playing instead of in Cham you know, but, are, but then, but then I was thinking about this at the weekend. He he done he done, he dropped in Cham and put McGregor in. Now I'm a massive fan of McGregor, and I I think technically he's fantastic. But he's brought in Cham and said he's going to be this absolute boss. So that's clearly Brendan Rodgers admitting that there's something not right there because he's he's dropped him off after that Bayern game and went. He was poor because, he, because he was clearly poor, and he thought I can't trust him in in such a big game in the semi final. I just feel as if these. I, th- I feel as if at the moment it's slightly reminiscent um, of last December when we had three games a week for what felt like four weeks. We had nine games in December, didn't we? Chopping and changing. I think you you need to look and see the type of games that we're playing in. Uh, I would say that's a you know coming back off the back of Munich, going to Hamden and winning four two, not playing very well. Mm. We're into a cup final off the back of that. Um, you had a player, Dembele, coming on who's not kicked a ball this season, who can change the game for you. So you've, I think absolutely there's things you would look back on and say, I'd like to have changed it. Armstrong, for me, should not have started um, in mm. Munich. And I think both of the games in the Champions League this year where we've been hammered, Bayern and PSG, I think I felt real sympathy for Scott Brown because he's chasing shadows in the middle of the park yeah. because whoever he's played with yeah. hasn't performed. I think the reason Cham's in there, though, is because he's got a higher ceiling than... Armstrong and McGregor I really like both of them I think we play better when McGregor's in the team I don't think anybody connects to play better for us mm. than Carl McGregor but I think you need a level of physicality in the Champions League which if you go back to I think last year Rogers was talking about he needed to add that level of physicality and it's not about saying we need big bully guys in the team but to play in centre midfield with three you really do need guys who can get up and down who can be stronger in possession I'm not saying Cham's done that but I think he's got the ability to do that. I th- um, yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's twenty-one, and I think that. I think he's going to. From what I've seen of him at his best, he looks like he's going to get the ball down and dictate play. He looks like he's going to be the guy in the middle who's going to spread the ball about. Um, McGregor's completely different from that. He is a guy who will, as you know, running at the ten. Um, and one know. more thing: see if you get Tam Rogic, you play him. None of this shit on the bench. He's a, it's an absolute waste and an abomination. Get him on that pitch every game. He needs to stop travelling to Australia every game halfway through the season. In my opinion, see the <clears throat> so I see the Hibs home game. Yeah, did Roger start that? I can't remember. Um, I'll just check for you. We were it. 
No, I don't think he did. did they not? Cause I th- no, me Bowden. I'm trying to remember because... No, I don't think he did. No. Obviously, in that game, we kind of sli- we slightly lost the midfield battle. So he started two no, strikers that game, did so he not? Did. did he not start? He started Eduard, Eduard and, and Dembele, I think, uh, was it? Is that right? I'll, yeah. check, I'll just check for you now. Because I felt at times in the home game, we, had, we lost the midfield at times. They were controlling it better than what we were. And I think that was back of Rogers' mind, which is why I think he put in uh, McGregor instead of Rogic, because he wanted to control the midfield better, which in the first half we did. I'm not fucking ahead now, sorry. But... In the first half, we did seem to control the ball more, and we kind of re- reduced Hibs from to not doing very much because I don't remember too many chances being created in the first half. It was mm-hmm. just really a kind of a midfield possession game in the first half. Um, so I think that's why he obviously brought in McGregor ahead of Rogic. Um, Rogic, Kieran, let me ask you. Um, Louis made the the bold, sensible statement that Rogic when he's available should play every game is that something you subscribe to oh yeah I'm a, I'm a massive Rogic fan because Rogic you can see he's the only player we have in the in the squad that plays the 10 in the well he's the one where I think he's the only he 10 can, that we have uh, yeah, he, he can take the ball what what I've kind of uh, really liked over the last wee while is, 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 is strength the strength to hold players off has really increased with him the way he can shield that ball from people trying to get it off him while still being able to free it as well, either for the pass or getting past the player. Um, I mean, his technique and his footwork is just something else as well. Um, and he's able to hold the ball up. Something that Griffiths doesn't do very well as a striker, but with him in number 10, it's something he can do very well. Rogic did start against Hibs. Right. So I think because we the kind of more two midfielders in the 10, I think that's why Rogers felt we lost the midfield battle a bit, a bit then. So I think that's why he's went with McGregor in the cup final. Yeah. To control the game a bit more, keep the ball, keep the possession and stop Hibs from me. Again, just the way you know he does it, we've, seen, we've talked about this how many times where our first half performances are not always the best, but we do control the, the game with the possession, but we don't create enough chances. So I think it's just a case of seeing how the opposition opposition's going, maybe even tiring them out a little bit. And then in the second half, we just came out the blocks and we just started Because that, that Hibs game, we didn't have Scott Brown. We had McGregor and Cham in the middle. Yeah. And McGregor scored, obviously. But the two uh, goals. And Cham was horrendous. Uh, Alan, your thoughts on Rogic? I, I don't like discussing saying if he's at his best, should he be in the team? Because I think if you were to say that about every player, then we would never be able to sit and pick an 11. But... He's absolutely incredible. There's no getting past that. I think his physicality is something that he's slightly underestimated. Um, I think there are still legitimate concerns over his... Fitness. Fitness, stamina, whatever it may be. I think the travelling recently with international break is something that has to be taken into account. Um, We don't fly players back on private jets as far as I'm aware. So you do need to bear in mind that that's a... Easy jet. You have to bear in mind that that's a long old trip to do. Um, Easy jet for Sydney. So... I would like to see more of him, but I always have trust in Brendan, and I think if he's not picking players, it's for a reason. Everybody talked about bringing in Gamboa. Why is he not getting a game? Why is he not getting a game? Comes on, superb against Dundee. That's one thing. Then he goes to Bayern, and it's a completely different thing. So I think people need to remember that he is picking teams for the opposition we're playing. Yeah. Um, on that, um, Gamboa, um, you mentioned that he came out of the cold against Dundee for his first start of the season. It was exceptional. It yeah, was he, was, he was excellent against Dundee, there, there's no question. Um, against Bayern, against uh, Kingsley Conman, 
Sorry, that? Rude. No. Uh, no, against uh, Coman, uh, he had a bit of a torrid time and a lot of... Kind generous. Of <laughs> <laughs> Very generous. <laughs> um, aye, okay, do you know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, Kieran, what did you think of... Uh, Gambles against yeah, uh, I was very unfortunate. He was up against Coleman, who just seemed to be really up for it. Um, he's a talented kid, so he has Coleman um, and Gamboa. I mean, it was <clears throat> can maybe argue it's harsh on him. He starts his first game in Dundee, and then he's expected to play another game of the high intensity of a Munich game. With I mean, it's like when he gets thrown out at Barca, I mean, ah, his first right. game. You was a debut, wasn't it? I played five at the back that night as well, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was. It was unfortunate the fact <laughs> of put two games in the space of four days or five days. Um, Do you think it's that? But he's still realistically he's still trying to get his, his actual match sharpness up because he's not played much over the preseason. Don't you he play, much he's, season played, he's done. He's played he's done for done Costa Rica. because he, yeah. he get he tore his hamstring or something. Like he, said. He, he played the last the two. Summer. There was two games last two games in for Ju- Costa Rica. I played uh, in June, so then he missed all preseason and then he missed the start of the season. He appeared in the bench a couple of times. Don't know why because he never played. Then disappeared for another month as if they stuck him on the bench just to fill the bench. Um, but for, for not playing much game time since June to then be expected to do two games so quickly, I think was a bit. I, th- I think I think a lot of people would have been, you know, roasted by Coman the way that Gamboa was. But Alan could he have done a little bit more? Do you think he was maybe there was times when his starting position when Coman's got the ball didn't necessarily look like he knew what side to put him to. I, there was times when he gave him too much space on the outside. When you, I think when you see a, a fullback having a tough time, they start to become indecisive and they start to drop off. You either need to go tight to the man or step right off and say... Come at me, yeah. Until a point. And I think that's a very dangerous thing. Now, it's difficult because if you go tight against him, he's lightning quick. And by and have the type of players that can pop a ball in behind in Scotland... We can press a man who, yes, can beat you for pace, but the centre midfielder that he's playing against, or is playing for Bayern or whoever it is, they're able to pop the ball in behind. Whereas in Scotland, Dundee don't have that ability. They've got very few players that can play an inch-perfect pass. Yeah. And it just, he, he started getting decisive. Everybody could see that he was just having a really tough time. And everybody sympathised with him as well. Because to be honest, I don't think if Ralston was playing, I'm a big fan of Ralston, but I think he would have had as tough a time. I really do. I don't think it would be a case that playing against Coleman, you know, it's because I, I think you need Lustig there. Lustig's not the quickest, but he's he's he, he knows his position. He can play against these type of players, whereas I think Gamboa, putting him in after a game against Dundee, you're absolutely right, doesn't work. But also, I think he maybe has a level that he's... It's maybe just a, a, a bit above, to be honest. Just just too, too much for him? I think so. I don't think there's any disgrace in that. Um I don't think there's any disgrace in that at all and I don't want to I hope I'm wrong I hope Brendan does what he's done with Dedrick with him but I, I don't really see it I think if Ralston had been fit he would have played the Dundee game and that game I think, it, I think there's it, more to gain by playing him eh? you know there's more to gain right, by playing absolutely. Ralston because he can agreed. develop absolutely yeah, I completely agreed and that's the thing with Ralston really is the backup yeah Gambo has been so. brought in you know out of the cold because Ralston's injured I don't know if Ralston is the backup now though I think if they're both fit, I think I think you're right. I mean, I I think I go with your point. I think if you're right, they're both fit. I think he's going to go with Ralston over Gamboa. I just I think he does. I think he played Gamboa in those two games because Ralston wasn't available. He knew that we had we had obviously Jozo wasn't available. Lustig is obviously going to play centre half. Really? I obviously. I, 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 
I seen that and just had real concern. I immediately thought you're playing two players at a position if you no, put no. them in the centre half. I, I would rather have seen Lustig play wide than even if it was Beaton. I would rather have seen him play. Lustig half. made more clearances in that game than any other player in the Absolutely. history of world football. <laughs> that, there you <laughs> go. That's fantastic. No, 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 no. But we get killed down the line though Aye. because we didn't have a proper fullback. But in Lustig there. had a good game, and that's <laughs> that's all that matters. To be honest, I'm yeah. um, more of a Lustig. He might have scored two like he did on Saturday against Bayern if he'd been playing fullback. We'll get to that. How you come? Sorry. How come our only <laughs> centre half option in the summer transfer window? After having a scouting network and all these heads of recruitment in and all this nonsense, was a boy from South Africa that nobody had heard of who was injured. Who had a broken kneecap or some shit? What's going on, man? How could we not have another option? We've got millions in the bank and now we're getting slaughtered off of the likes of Bayern Munich and PSG because we've got one centre half. It's not right. There's something not right. There is not an abundance of quality centre halves available at cheap price. That's the only. I understand the frustration, but I completely. There's no point in buying somebody who's a tiny bit better for four million. It would be better spunking the budget on one quality centre back. But <laughs> who? Uh, that's my who. I understand we're not scouts, but. I think if you put you you look at a player, I don't know if Kuwait's there, I go think go how, how good he was or that. There must, there's, there's decent centre-backs in Italy that you could get. I heard that we're interested in Phil Jagielka. That's who I heard that we were looking to get Phil Jagielka. Um, no, 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 this is, this is a, I think it was um, Derek, Derek Ray. Aye, he's, Celtic. he's getting bombed out more because that boy Keane, they signed him. He doesn't play, favor. he doesn't play at all. No, he, he plays if it's a back three. Played on, did he not play on Sunday against uh, us? Last five goals. Keane chops and changes, he, he seems to play a back. No like anymore. A back, <laughs> uh, a back two in Europe, but he plays a back three in the, the, league. the Premier League sometimes. Yeah. And that's when Phil Jagielka comes in. But I'm sure Jack Yelka, I'm sure he is, even though he, he'll kind of come in, I'm sure he's kind of surplus to requirements of a, of a decent kind of... A, I know he's old short term, but again... Well, he's, he's not coming any, anytime too. soon either. No, it's no, well, I mean, but the, the idea of um, someone like Phil Jack Yelka is he's 33, I think, but the fact is, okay, look at fucking David Weir, what he did with Rangers. Came in when he was 32, 33, he... He just—he was just a solid centre half. I think that's what what we came to. Seen that player? Okay. Sorry, mentioned that. Pull yourself together, yeah. <laughs> I was just age sighting Davy Weir. I know. Um, I seen one of the eleven players. I can't remember. Was an interview of something, but they said that Phil Jagielka stole pacey. I think they were asked the question, who's the fastest? Can't he be pacey? This who's is the fastest? bizarro world here. What's going on? And they said, I, I was even the person interviewed went seriously. Aye, yeah. he's like Jack, Phil Jagielka still got a bit of pace in him. Which is something we don't really have a lot. Do you know? Do you know what we should be doing? We should be playing higher. You've farmed him out on loan to play a new position. You've told me he's a centre half now when he was a midfielder. So why not play him? Um, play him domestically. Get his experience up. Speaking to podcast we did last week, myself, Chris Bowden, and Christian Wolf. Um, I said to Christian, "When would you start playing Christian Iyer?" And his response was two months ago, which. I understand. We're now in a position where we have uh, our first choice. Well, maybe not our first choice. Maybe I'd say Boya. Boya, I've been critical of Boya in the past, but Boya, I think, over the last four or five games has been exceptional. Even against Bayern, I thought he had he a really decent game. Um, but he's probably our first choice centre-half. Our second choice second centre-half is broken. He's just broken. No matter how good, potentially... Simunovic is. We're the only club in the world that could sign a Serbian. <laughs> now, in fact, that's incorrect. Now, Bosnian. I don't want to offend anyone. We're the only 
team that could sign an Eastern European, we'll say, <laughs> okay. centre-half who has made That's more offensive than Re- Realistically, with with the only... Legs. How, how, how does that work? Oh, if we didn't, it could be worse. We could have Lovren. We could have Dejan oh, Lovren. Jesus, did you see him last night? Fuck. Are you, I'm surprised they didn't put a tap balling over him and shoot him oh, on the side <laughs> of the park. Honestly. And then a uh, thingy came in and said, oh, no, he was um, he, he pulled uh, muscle. Aye, that doesn't make he you run off. The miss, make, make, how badly did he misjudge that ball? Anyway, getting off track a little bit. Um, j- just with the centre half issue, um, it's not going to be fixed anytime soon. Um, Simunovic is out for the considerable future, a couple of months, possibly. They've said he's, they've said weeks, but essentially, how close is Eric as well? Seen training yet? Um, yeah, I think he's back training. Yeah, he uh, obviously won't play Wednesday. But he is. And I'm going to take time. No, no, wait, 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 wait. He wait. is. This is... Can I say something? You know how we always talk about when a player's no playing, they start getting bigged up and people say that they're better than what they are? Uh-huh. It's when the opposite of Eric. The longer he's out, the more shit he becomes in people's eyes. Is that I right? I feel man? like you're shouting at me more yeah. in people's eyes as he points. No. Eric, Eric Sviachenko, um, is like, I just I just don't think he's very... I don't think he's good enough. Is is is. I don't think I think he, he he's a committed guy. He genuinely wants to be better. He tra- he seems to put in the effort. Um loves a cappuccino. Artist. Artisan. Um, Again, centre half is an artist. <laughs> Only Celtic. Only Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want these big bruisers. We want you know, these monsters who are gonna just head the ball out and he's out fucking painting hard. But no, I I I, I don't think he's a, I think I don't think he's a terrible player or anything. I just don't think his sense and concentration levels and his positioning are poor. It's more now the decision going forward over the next few weeks about what, what we start. What does he start playing? Is he just now going to keep bitter in there and play us to get right? I, th- I think he. Or is he going to keep us to and put Gamboa back? I think he's going to play bitter in the SPFL or Scottish Premiership. Oh, he will. Please. And he will then play. I think he'll just go Lustig and whatever right back three. Or does he go to a back three now and keep Tierney's one in the back three? Tierney, Bayata, and Lustig. I think that we would. That that would really worry me. I don't. I think I. I don't think my heart would last if we played three at the back like that against anybody in Europe. Oh, no, not for Europe, really domestic. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. I, think, really domestic. I think he's got the flexibility. I think he's confident domestically of kind of doing what Bayern did to us. Um, personally, if Eric is back in and is fit, that's the defender that I would like to see in there. I like players playing in their natural position. Um, <laughs> nah, that includes Lustig in there as well, who is a fantastic right back, but for me, he's oh, not this guy's on every week. Just not a centre half though. No, I know. That's the thing. Um, l- listen, see at the end of the day, see if it comes between comes down to Bitton at centre half or Eric at centre half. I'd obviously go with Eric because, as you say, it's better to have a player who's a you know. Because see when Rogers came out with that comment about Bitton when he said that he plays, he reads the game better and plays as a centre. It has more kind of characteristics of a centre half than some of the centre halves. Not necessarily. He didn't say who are here. But it kind of seemed like a veiled sort of comment on Sviachenko. I don't think Sviachenko's in the long-term plans is the point. But I'd rather have someone in the natural position than... No. It feels as if there's not an answer to this question. It's quite depressing, actually. <laughs> it's, it's quite upsetting. Um, what do you buy a centre-half in the transfer window? Um, just as we're wrapping up about Bayern, uh, Gordon terrifying everyone or just... 
Is he as bad as everyone's making? You know, Oof. if you look at social media, he's the worst goalkeeper in the world, and he's terrible. Then he makes an amazing save, and people are like, "Oh, he's actually really good." Um, he's just doing what Rogers is asking him, pulling it out from the back. Rogers has said that he's even come out recently as well, saying, "I'm not just going to lump it up. I want my team, and I want my team to learn what it's like with the pressure of the ball at them against these top teams. And the only way you but can learn from it, improve from it, is." By playing against Munich, yeah. by trying to play him for the back, it's not Gordon's fault. No, I agree. But no, that's, that's Gordon never kicks it. Very rarely will he kick it. I think high. I think he kicked it once against Bayern, and it just came right w- back w- to. W- when he does it though, it, domestically, when he kicks it, it's not just a hoof up the park. It's because see if teams do press on us. Because I heard, I think it was last week you guys were talking mm-hmm. and saying, how do we cope when teams go man for man and presses really high up the park? What you do is you say then actually. We've got Sinclair, Roberts, Griffiths, or say Dembele, who are then man for man and will win those battles. So you can play it long. It's not about hoofing it and hoping. It's actually about targeting it, yeah. hitting it to mm. Tierney Specific. and the right back, step right up the park, take the ball down, and then you're in play. Then that team are on the on their heels. That is exactly what the philosophy is about. It's not about, say, just, well, I'm pressured, I'll go along with it. It's about attracting them on, attracting them on, and then trying to hit. That's exactly what it is all about. And we don't really get to do that in Europe because actually Griffiths, funnily enough, is not a great target man. No. He's actually very good near for someone his size, but he also he always jumps too early. <laughs> he tries to win fills. I think that's his thing. It did. They can't push him. Yeah, <laughs> he pushed me. No, he didn't. You're going to say something sexy. I mean, Lou. Thanks. Uh, right, the first time. Um, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's another question mark. It's like another position where there's a question mark. We've got question marks all over the pitch when it, you know. Last season, towards the end of the season, you know, winning the treble, there was really no question marks. We were quite confident that we had progressed a lot. Now you're talking about players who were an important part of last season. Do you and, think and, and we're questioning whether they are potentially regressing a bit. Do you think Gordon's regressing? Because I don't. I think I think he's fine. I, I, so he has a I don't think he's doing too fantastic the now his distribution in the last few games. But is it just a... Sp- I mean, you can't be fantastic all the time. I understand that. It's form... But I th- I th- he seems to be too casual sometimes. He's going to kill the guy that sits behind me. He is going to kill him because Aye. the guy just he, he just goes mental. <laughs> Absolutely every time is the shot passing hoof up the park, and you kind of feel like Celtic fans uh, talking collectively. We haven't learned. We haven't learned to adapt. We talk about how we want to play the Celtic way. That sometimes means that you know what you might lose a shitty goal every so often. Yeah, now, I, I get that. That's. Nobody ever wants to accept that. But what you do need to accept is that we score more goals by playing the ball out. So the net win that we get from it over the season is significant. The other thing is, with Gordon in goal, being a Celtic goalkeeper, he touches the ball more often with his feet than he does his hands anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, fair enough, in, in Europe it's different. But, you know, how many times has Gordon pulled off fantastic saves with his that. hands? He's not really had the opportunity to. But the thing is, well, when it comes to the end of the day, Gordon is fantastic at what he does, shot-stopping and getting and collecting balls from crosses, which is what you want, want him to do. Playing it out, you're not going to get a better keeper to play the ball out that's possible to be as good at shot-stopping as him. It is phenomenal. Um, just a couple of stats. Uh, looking at pass completion and pass, passes attempt and overall percentage in the firestorm that was... The Allianz Arena. Um, so, who just to kind of pop quiz? Uh, who do you think had the highest pass percentage completion rate? Scott Brown. Kieran says Scott Brown. Uh, Louis, what does Louis say? In Cham. 
Interval. That was, that <laughs> was, that was, that was <laughs> for the world. <laughs> no, go on, give us a guess. Uh, Boyata? Yeah, I would have went Dedrick as well. Uh, Dedrick had a pass percent completion rate of 93%. He attempted 42 passes. Sorry, he uh, completed 42 out of 45 passes. Um, so it wasn't Dedrick. Kieran, you said Brown. It wasn't S- Dedrick. Hold on, that's Brown. He actually played really well, but it sounds like. Was it 96% by any chance? Uh, Scott Brown had 98%. He completed 56. He only got one pass wrong. So the person who had 100% pass completion rate was Lee Griffiths, who had 16. He attempted 16 and he completed 16. Uh, Scott Sinclair. Actually, this should have been a question, but fuck it. Uh, the person who touched the ball, who had the least passes, um, was Scott Sinclair. 13 passes attempt, uh, completed out of 14, which gave him... He had a 93% possession rate, and I know that passing isn't necessarily his game, and he should be dribbling. That's because Bayern had their hands in our throat for most of the game, and we didn't have a, didn't have a yeah. chance to get it out. I still sometimes think... I do get frustrated. I think Scott Sinclair's the player I get frustrated with most... In the team, um, he's, he's not. He's not wingers. having as much of an impact now, uh, is he, than what he was when he first came in? I mean, but uh, yeah, as as wingers, as as thing he says, I, because if you look at Pat against Hibbs, he was, qu- but he was just tired. Uh, Tierney, seventy eight percent pass completion, the the worst in the, the 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 whole of the thingy. But then again, he was, uh, you know, getting up the pitch most, and he had well, he hit the post. Can I just say on, on KT? I've started to. End up collecting a wee bit of memorabilia from Katie. This is weird. I got his um, underwear. Yep. Not yet though. Nick, uh, uh, not well, yet. There's well, the, the option for I've that. I've got his. Um, I've got his socks that he wore in the Scotland game. Um, whoever they played at Hamden, I can't mind. Slovakia or something. And uh, don't, uh, don't you don't fucking know you're weird though. And <laughs> the in the changing rooms at the weekend, they had a picture of them. And it was signed like at the, each locker, so you've seen them on their Instagram post and uh, Snapchat and all that. I've got the I've got KT's one. Oh, that's really good. That's that's a great. Does uh, it? I, I, do you know? I, at one point, I thought, oh, we could give that away as a competition prize in the podcast, and then I went, no, I'm it's now it. been laminated. Yeah. Also, um, in a way, <laughs> this <laughs> oh, is geez. this is all really good. I mean, if he follows you on Twitter, that's your day complete. But no, he doesn't. Um, can you tweet him, tell him I've got it, and then he might follow me. <laughs> Try and want it back a bit like OJ. I think he'll un- I think he'll unfollow me after that. But um, just looking at the stats of some of the groups um, Benfica don't have a point after three games um, they are minus seven in terms of goal difference uh, that's in group A Man United and Ball are kind of in the driving seat group C Carabag have got a point good for them did you see their TIFO they had it was wonderful absolutely wonderful she's uh, Olympiacos again these are big clubs um, not picking up points I'm not making it as an excuse the biggest for club with at least a bit of points is, is, is quite Feyenoord don't have a point? No, I was going, I was going more with Dortmund. Look at that group. Man City, Shakhtar, Donetsk, Napoli and Feyenoord and Shakhtar are second. It's terrifying. Uh, Monaco have got one out of one point out of three. You know, we, we Dortmund, Apoel, Tottenham, Tottenham and Real are running away with it. That looks like the kind of group we would get if we didn't get this group. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how are Dortmund now? Do you, watch, you still kind of... Nah, not as much. I don't have as much time to... I quite like my American sports now. Bloody love the Super Bowl. Bloody... One of three sports that I enjoy, yeah. But no, I, I do. I, I keep a keen eye on Dortmund. Um, I've had a really kind of toughish time of it. 
Um, tickle, tickle for the Everton job? Huge risk for them. It's a similar type of appointment to Ronald Koeman. Yeah, well, not really. I think he's more successful than Ronald Koeman, isn't he? Yeah, he's successful, absolutely. But I, I think it's. I think they would. They're more likely to go secure. Make yeah, sure no. they do not drop down into that that division. Yeah, that kind of relegation yeah. era because the financial penalties for that are just unbelievable. So I think they'll go for a steady appointment. I don't see them going an exciting young manager type. Absolutely not. Tough job anyway because they've, they've not got a striker. They've not replaced Lukaku, and that's their biggest no, issue. Yeah. They've got a young lad. I don't know if he came through the academy or not. Calvert Lewin. Lewin. I've been quite impressed. He's not scored a goal yet, though, which is a bit of a thing so for that's, striker. that's their big problem. They're just not goal scores. But he's not actually, from what I've been reading, he's not actually a striker, but Cumin's been playing him there. He's more of a number 10. And, and they, they, they get, get five or six number Yeah, they get five or six number 10s. They don't really have a goal scorer. And Ronald Cumin is, for me, one of those managers who has a really great first first season maybe second season and then after that he kind of runs out of ideas he can't really evolve you know or develop a team the way that kind of like your, your Tuchels or your Rogers are, are that good uh, just uh, I know uh, before we start talking about Hibs I just want to quickly see where teams are in the Europa League um, I mean if you look at you know th- these are the teams that we could be potentially up against at some point Slavia Prague Villarreal Dynamo Kiev Young Boys of Bern uh, Ludigretz Braga AC Milan would be the one that out of all those that you'd say would be a really, really well, tough. Think our chances would be against some of those teams. AK <laughs> Athens. I, I would really like us to get a team if we do make it there. I would like us to get a team that doesn't strike fear into us. And I know there's a few names in there, but we just never seem to catch a break in any draw. No. Two teams in this group that are two potty teams. We managed to get them both. Of course. Um, Standard Prague would be nice. I would just like the trip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got guys like um, teams like Lazio, and then you've got all the teams that are going to drop down from the to, from the um, Champions League. Anyway. We avoid them. We'll be seated. Yeah, we won't we'll avoid them. Um, Arsenal would be one you'd want to avoid and stuff. And anyway, we'll, we'll kind of cover that in more detail. Uh, League Cup semi final: Celtic, mighty Glasgow Celtic took on Hibernian of, from Edinburgh in Scotland. Uh, thoughts on the game, Alan? It finished four goals to two. It's quite a good game, I would say, for the the neutral. I think they always want to see something go against Celtic so that it makes a game of it, and it definitely did. Breakout for me, big takeaway from it is um, Dembele. Good to see him come back in and make a big, big impact. Um, I think after playing Munich, going into that game, it was I, had, I was a bit worried, to be honest. I felt that it just had a bit of a feeling about it. Hibs were you very said the same impressive, Kira, didn't you? At Celtic Park. No, maybe not. Sorry. I thought Hibs were excellent at Celtic Park. And I thought they played well on Saturday, but they didn't play the same way. Um, do you so think that was their downfall? Or do you think... We were making the comment on the last kind of pod that maybe Lennon, because he played so close uh, to the semi, maybe kind of played his hand by playing how, how well they played and going tight on us and pressing us. Maybe they expected... Maybe Celtic expected that again. And it could have, maybe? I, I think it's about trying to feel your way into the game slightly, and I think that there's a risk in that that you actually, it can pass you by a little bit. And at half-time, I thought for Hibs, yeah, it was it was just a case of us sailing through, seeing the game out. Um, I, I, I was just delighted that we got through, to be honest. That's... You were there, Kieran. Um, can I? I was. Well, were you not there? I no, think. I didn't go there no. no, I thought you were there. Um, what did you? What, what was your? Oh, kind of you spoke to me recently or anything at all? Doesn't sound like it. Oh, yeah. um, 
No, I'm vegan, see, I'll be a wee bit of domestic here. <laughs> Jesus. Um, a good game, I mean, like I said earlier on, the first half I thought it was it was quite kind of balanced. Uh, both teams didn't make enough clear cut chances. Um, did, Lennon did notice, obviously, at half time that they weren't imposing themselves enough and changed it up and put a bit more pace on, which I think kind of got they got us a bit more and they kind of made it more of a game um, getting into it. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, Lustig as well. His first two goals, first first goals of the season as well. Which yes. I was a bit, a bit surprised at because usually it's quite good at winning with goals here and there. But um, I was quite surprised at that. He scores when he wants. He scores when he can be bothered. The, the goals that we lost are almost watching it. It felt like Hibs must have felt like we did in Munich. Terrible goals to lose. Not really chances as such. Just poor kind of defending getting goals away yeah. that's kind of what it felt like and that's probably how we felt Wednesday night I would imagine in Munich yeah Louis thoughts on the game how did you take it the standouts Lustig um, what about Lustig and um, just get some notes here Lustig with two dash greatest football ever question mark um, I thought KT was brilliant oh fuck up um, see that's the opposite that's the other guy I know oh, right. there was one bit of skill when he knocked it past the boy he didn't he I think he got an end it and then something happened. Something bad happened. But, um, <laughs> see, when he knocked out past the boy, I was like, oh, fantastic, Katie. Lustig was all right. Um, <laughs> couple of goals in that, oh, as you, you would go. expect. Oh, there you go. Surprised yeah. he didn't get a hat trick. Um, it was all right. It was, it was just kind of all right. And then Dembele came on and Dembele just took over Griffiths' space in the team in one game for me. I, I really like Griffiths. I'm not saying that I think it's right, but I think Rogers now will p- play Dembele for the start. I think, I think that's him in now. I, I, I think it would have been a harder decision for him to make if Griffiths was scoring lots and lots of goals. Um, and Griffiths has been playing well. No, there's no question that Griffiths has been playing well, but he's not been scoring lots of goals. Um, Dembele comes off the bench. It, the last game he started was against Hibs and he scored. Comes off the bench here, scores two goals. It's kind of got to the point where I, I agree with Louis. I think that Dembele will now be starting most games moving forward. Did Griffiths score for the Scot uh, for Scotland? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? So he, he scored recently, but not for Celtic. I know, I know, but that, and I'm not criticising him for that, by the way, because his all round play is, is improving quite a bit. I, th- I think he is going to be mightily pissed off. I when think he's he, dropped for the next game. It's going to. I think it's inevitable. The Aberdeen game. I think he's going to be pissed off. I, I, my worry, really, honestly, is that Griffiths flares up. That well, uh, listen, I, I, I made the the kind of comment today that two, one or two, th- I can see one or two things happening. Griffiths is either going to throw the uh, pr- toys at the pram, or he is going to literally. Um, it's whether Rogers actually says to him, "Look, this is what's exact. This is exactly what's going to happen. Are you happy?" And him saying, "No, I'm not happy with that." Then again, maybe we're just not paying Griffiths the the, the respect and the yeah. service he deserves. Maybe maybe he won't. Maybe this is more fear that we have rather than something that's actually going to happen. I, I get the impression that I have no idea. It's just based on what you see and the type of kind of person that he is. But I think he has a lot of respect for Brendan. Yeah. I think he understands as well that probably Brendan's possibly one of the greatest managers in Celtic's History? history? Possibly. Question mark? But I think 
you would be foolish to put yourself up against Brendan because I think the standing he's got both here and elsewhere realistically means that I, I don't think you, I don't think any player in that dressing room would be able to go up against Brendan and win. Whereas if it was last year or, or rather the year before against Dial, I think there may have been you. You pay respect to that man. There may have been some agreement with that. Actually, all Griffiths in. All Griffiths has got to do is play the short game. Dembele will get injured in a matter of weeks anyway. He'll be back in. <laughs> that uh, hammy's gobbed. Aye, well that's that. That's one point. Another point would be Griffiths' calf. A bid might come in in January. I, I don't think it will because he's not played so much, and I think maybe be cheaper. Uh, but you know, all, all Griffiths really has to do is outweigh Dembele's move and just you know stay you know stay on his toes and you know just wait bide his time because he has, as I say, he has played well, but he hasn't been rattling the goals in um, the way he has previously, um, and that's not necessarily his fault. Um, yeah, I think he, by Dembele coming on and scoring those two goals, it makes it a little bit easier for Rodgers to turn around and say, well, we're going to give this boy a chance now because he brings something different. And we've got two of our biggest games of the season coming up. Well, no, no, the biggest game of our season so far in a, a, <laughs> Aberdeen away. And we've just completed the Hibs game and Dembele was an absolute deciding factor. He was, he was, but he didn't even do nothing. I mean, the, the first goal's to happen. Second goal, he takes it. Hardly moves and then slots at home. That's a lovely, you know, really, really fantastic. Nice finish. No, fan- fantastic finish. But what I mean is, he didn't have to put in a considerable, bit of, a considerable amount of running, considerable amount of work overall, and he gets two goals. But he just finds the space, though. Of of course, and, and that's that's his quality. Another great but, chance as well. But here's the other point: Rogic made it for him. So, is uh, to kind of back up your point a little bit. Uh, if Roger, if Griffiths had stayed on and Rogic was there, would Griffiths have fed off of Rogic? Probably would have. So in essence, by putting Dembele and Griffiths, like when Dem- Dembele and Rogic came on against Bayern Munich, um, it shifted slightly. We started to create, and Kieran says that Bayern took the foot off the gas, which they probably did. But Rogic finds that inch of space, that that kind of couple of yards of space where he can put balls through and he can be more creative. So if you have Rogic on the pitch with you and you're a striker, you're obviously going to get more opportunities. So I do have sympathy for Griffiths in that regard because you know Griffiths can feed off Rogic the way that Dembele. Because you don't you don't get that from McGregor and Armstrong. No, when you really don't. There. You, you don't, don't get that kind of that way of pass through defence that they make. It'll always come from the wingers that are cutting in and making the pass for him. Uh, or else the striker doing it himself. So Rodgers does seem to be quite integral to helping the strikers get involved more and have their chances. Um, I used a phrase today that which I thought was really wanky and I hated myself for using it. Um, game management. We were, we're managed the, managing games well on a game by game basis, specifically domestically. Let's kind of keep Europe out of it, but uh, game management. The Dundee game we put out a. Uh, a, a team that hadn't really played together. It was a fresh midfield, Kuwasi and uh, and Cham and uh, McGregor playing together hadn't really done it. But we managed that game towards a victory. The game against Hibs, I thought we managed very well because we looked tired at points. Patrick Roberts looked really tired. I think KT's knackered. I think he needs a rest at some point, or we're going to burn him out. Um, and I just, I, I thought we managed the game very well. McGregor's very good at that. McGregor's very good. He's learned to uh, know how to use the ball 
as opposed to like the you know you, you use the ball and use the space well. And so I thought we, we we played very well. We didn't play come anywhere close to how we are scintillating. Best, but we 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 played very well overall. And this is a League Cup semi final. Um. Oh, no. No. What? Don't geese that. Don't geese what? I don't want that. You don't want what? Well, it's the League Cup semi-final and we, we got the job done. No. Entertain me. I want to entertain. You weren't entertained by that game. You didn't find that game enthralling. No, I want to see Celtic play better. I want to see swashbuckling action. I was a season ticket, under, uh, season ticket holder under bloody Neil Lennon. Yes, Pal. we might have won Pal. games, but oh my God, it was awful. I had a season ticket at fucking Hamden. I wasn't even alive, mate. Well, there so you go. So, how about you that? shut your fucking whore mouth and go on with the fucking podcast? Apologies, I'll rein that in. Um, Alan, let me get your opinion on Hibs. Um, you know, McGinn, no, not for you. Uh, the only times I've seen him have been against us. Um, firstly, at Parkhead a couple of weeks back when I thought he was exceptional and I thought he played really, really well. Surprised that well he can drive with the ball for someone with such a slight frame. Um, loves a tackle, though. Loves a tackle. Loves to get in amongst I, I, it. I think he's beefing up a bit, though. He's Compared to what he used to, he used to be really skinny, but yeah. I th- like, he's, a bit like, he's a bit like KT that way. KT has developed... I'll be moving back on to KT. We're always Straight on. back on. He's so, trying to drive up the price of this merchandise. About KT's what, 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 it's also glasses. available for auction on eBay <laughs> by the sense of it. Um, no, really impressed by, with McGinn. Um, early in the season, i seen the guy, is it Slavka? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was really impressed by him. He seems to have dropped right off, though. Right, um, right, right off. He the has the worst stamina of any professional football player in Scotland, <laughs> I think. And he's, he's uh, from Lithuania, so he's foreign. Very true. Also, Eastern Europe, and usually they're better than us. So. Mm. They're certainly better than us. Hey, what about a left back? No, that boy's pace was insane. Are you talking about Bart, Bart, the left, left winger? Left winger. Uh, what was his Bart, Bart, Stevenson was it? Phil back. Aye, look, look, no, but but Brandon, Brando, or Brandon, Brand. Horrible paper Barker? one for a twenty-year-old. Oh, but Brandon Barker. Left wing was Barker. Aye, Brandon Barker, his name is. Oh, Brandon, Brandon Barker. 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 He is on loan from Manchester City. And so Manchester City had a thing on the website today that was um, basically a report on the game because it was City versus City. And oh, it was saying true. that it was like it, him and Roberts uh, playing against each other. He was really, really fast. he done fuck all with the ball when he had. Like, he could run really fast, but his didn't have any delivery. Very. It reminded me of Ivan Sproul, who used to... Terrify me. Um, scored a hat trick at Ibrox. He did score a hat trick. Very well done. I'm sure he was gutted when he did it as well. Um, if you know what I mean. Underlining. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> um, but no, he, he looked like he was really, really fast, but he didn't necessarily have. He can't be 20, can he? He doesn't look it. He does it? not look 20. I don't, I, I, people from Manchester, though, innit? Mm, innit? Hard life. What <laughs> <laughs> right. No? What, chimney sweeps. I was thinking all abuse at, at the Galatron <laughs> at the Galatron on Twitter. That's not a problem. Um, I, with the kind of League Cup, um, we well, is there anything else you want to say on the game overall? Because I, 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 a tough game coming off the back of of, of Bayern Munich, Allianz Arena, um, and obviously oh we've got one eye on Aberdeen um, at Pataudry and. So I know you can say you want to be entertained and all that, but managed the game very well. Came out of it with 
we, we played at our own sort of pace, and I was impressed with that. Kieran, anyone else impressed you other than the magnificent Michael Lustig? Scott Brown as well, I thought. Yeah. Scott Brown was really... Unfortunately, I was, Armstrong again wasn't... I thought he was okay. He was alright, but he was, he was losing the ball too much at times. Short, short passes terrible. weren't happening. I just don't know what's up with him. Just I just, um, the last couple of games, I just think we've kind of... Shocked his confidence a little bit for some reason. Um, I, I thought in I, I thought in Munich he shouldn't have been playing in Munich, but in Munich I thought when he was on the ball he actually did okay. Um, I he wasn't on the ball often enough though is is the point. Um, Hibbs I thought he was alright. I, I didn't think he was as bad as everyone's making out, I, but I do agree with you. I, he's not necessarily in in top form at the moment. Um, but you know that'll come. That'll come. There's plenty of games coming up anyway. Um. Just the change with you know, obviously McGregor, Brown, and Armstrong, and um, and Cham dropping out. Would you be looking to? Oh, well, let's kind of kind of walk towards the, the Aberdeen game. In fact, before we do that, uh, Rangers, eh? Oof, let's get on there. Pedro must stay. I've got a no Rangers on a Sunday policy unless they're playing us. So I didn't actually see it, but I, I enjoyed the social media T- terrific backlash right? against them yeah. um, I, I've not actually listened to the Rangers commentary yet I might do that it's very good home. it's very oh, very is it good I've, I've seen it kicking about earlier oh, I was in work unfortunately I'm looking forward to that I, I like Pedro it, I like that he says all the right things oh, to the yeah. right people but what he said fantastic what he said yesterday was I take full res- the post-match press conference I take full responsibility how many times has he done that now? And then today he went, the players have embarrassed me in the club. <laughs> that, that's quite a feat. Yeah. That, that's quite a feat in this day and age to, to continue to embarrass that club. It's, but, that's, but it's phenomenal. He just, he threw all of his players under the bus and he was like, I, I drained them. I tra- under I dra- the caravan. No. I trained <laughs> the dog barking. Um, I trained them, I drilled them and they didn't do what I told them to. So it's their fault. <laughs> just see, see, yesterday, like pre-match, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. And he said a lot with well, he said nothing by saying a lot, if you know what I mean. And then after the game, I actually sound—I thought he sounded like a man who knew that his time's up. I—I've I, said it before, and I'll say it again. I think he's a guy who didn't like bec- Rangers. You know, it's forty-five thousand, fifty thousand fans there. Um, there's expectations. Um, they don't have any money. It's all slow, smoke and mirrors. But if someone turns around and say, "Do you want to manage? You're you're in, you know, a, a, a league that's not competitive in terms of, uh, you know, how it's seen and stuff. You know, maybe put yourself in the English Premier League window. Do you want to come up to school? Aye, fine. Aye, no worries. Aye, sounds good. It's just, I just think he's just went. Aye, cool. Okay, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. You yeah, can manage them. Yeah, you okay. You can see just now as well. See by his on his touchline, his body language and his actions, it is a man under severe pressure. Aye. See some. See the slightest fouls, he's going crazy. Although that was a. Not, set, not, that was. I don't, a, I don't mean that. Aye, aye, aye. But there was other. There was one. I think I was possibly even against us, and it was the simplest of little. Just a foul. He was jumping up and down, wanting a yellow card. And then Lusty so then Lusty cleared them out. Boom. But so, I mean, he's, 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 he's really feeling pressure. Well, was? Lusty put. Um, was it Windus? It was Windus. I know. I I I completely agree with you. But see the thing with with Kishinia is though, he, you know how over the years you get those players that come in and they're like proper wee rats and they try and like be <laughs> hands. He's doing stuff with his they, hands. They like become proper H U N S's. Okay, yeah, Huns, You can say it. It's, fine. it's not. They, it's not they, a bigoted. They, they, it's they not be, bigoted word. I don't yeah. think. Well, they, they become them, and they get really into the, the club. The and they try and get on the fan side and all that. He has done that spectacularly to the point of even saying we are the people several times, like just saying things 
and act in a certain way just to try and you know get favour. And uh, and he's been absolutely horrendous for, as a manager. For, for me, that being entirely serious, for him, I think he talks far too much. I think he's far too open. I think he says a lot in his pre-match press conferences and his post-match press conferences, which actually gives a lot away about his mentality, his team style, and I think it's to his detriment. I think he's too honest for his own good. You can tell that he's not managed under the kind of scrutiny that he's in at the moment, and I think I think he will. I don't think the Strangers team under him will get better. They'll string results together, and they might eventually put three wins together at some point. <laughs> But I don't see him being able to... Rangers need a manager to galvanise him because they don't have the quality in the team. And he's not galvanising that team at the moment, despite the fact that they're his players. And yeah. I think that's that's a huge issue for any type of manager. When you've got your players in, when they put in subpar performances like that, they get beat by Motherwell, who actually are a decent Motherwell side at the moment. In, a, sport, in a League Cup semi-final, the, the manner in which they get beat, from what I hear, is just... It really doesn't bode well, but I don't think he'll go. I just don't hear the, those noises. Normally, here in the media, money, it's very. You can almost sense it because people, journalists start getting briefed. There is absolutely nothing like that happening. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Kieran. Um, it's almost Motherwell. So uh, that was at the semi final. We now are play, playing Motherwell in the final itself. Is it almost a tougher opponent? You know what you're getting with Rangers? You know that Rangers turn up and how they'll, you know, you know how the media will drive the game and all that. You know what you're getting. You know the game you're playing. Motherwell, who, as Alan says, they've they've actually won every single game from you know the first match was against Queens Park at Hamden. They're now in the final. They've won all of their games. Uh, they're in, I think they're fourth just now. Um, they're playing extremely well. They've got Louis Small. They've got this talisman in Louis Small. Oh, who, it's Louis. Just sorry, like me, son. Louis. Louis Small. Um, and he's not just, you know, he's not, he, to me, he looks technically to be superb. Um, that goal that he scored, uh, the, the law was... Larson-esque. Larson-esque. Was Larson-esque, I'm led to believe. Uh, that is the views of Louis McCaffrey and not the views of Chris the Galatron. Um It wasn't? Nah, maybe it was. Who cares? Larson was overrated. <laughs> Suck that. Um, Kieran, what are your thoughts? Maybe a little bit, maybe tougher in the final? I think on the park itself will be tougher. They're a very kind of a physical team. Um, so that yesterday, certainly. Yeah, um, but they have got a striker who's really informed just now. Um, however, I think Sorry, when we've been against Rangers, it well. would have been tougher. Not so much of the opponent we're playing. I think of the occasion. I think if it had been a cup final against Rangers, I think the media build-up, it would just make it one of those games where I've not really... And, I don't even know how I really want to see this just now. But I don't I've not been getting too nervous with games this season. Against I, against Rangers. Just against the end in general. Yeah. Out with Europe. That's just stupid. Take Europe out of it. But domestically, I've just got this conference with Rogers that the players have got the character to get through. Anytime they've went behind, which has not happened very often, I've not been worried of losing the game because I know the mentality that he's built and the character he's got in those players that they're going to come back into it. So, yeah. I, 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 but I fear that a, a cup final would maybe be the one occasion where they they would be wanting to get themselves fired up for it. It's a cup final. You never know. Um, but with Motherwell, I think the the pressure won't be as on as much. But it's still a cup final, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a derby cup final. See, I mean, well done, yeah, done, yeah, done. Good um, for you. I think that I think it would be more. 
harder than it would be. What I like about Hamden is, and it's something that's a stadium that I've never enjoyed going to. I don't enjoy going as a, going as a fan, but the big pitch there, yeah, it really really suits us. I think the longer games going there, if we were to go extra time there, I would be become even more confident. Um, I'm delighted not to be playing Rangers in the final because we will lose a game eventually, just and don't. I just don't want it to ever be against Rangers. So it's one less opportunity for that. Yeah, um, preach, brother. Absolutely. Do these people that oh, I want them, bring them on. No, it's great if we can go and beat them, but I would just yeah. if we can avoid it, I would rather just because do you know what we, we are trying to win a treble again. So I think Motherwell is, but I don't want to jinx it or be. Um, Flippant, but it is an easier game in my opinion. We're playing Motherwell three times. Um, League Cup final the week later. We're playing. We're playing them on the Wednesday after. Right, and then we're, that we should have played yeah. them yesterday. And then we're playing on the one the Saturday. So it's literally three games in a row the, against Motherwell. They, they've taken us closer than, than anybody. Um, yeah. That game last year, where your man Roderick scored. Um, Malt, Malt scored the the the, the Malt. That was the Malt. Colo Turi's funeral in a Celtic top. If I remember God. right, the technical assistant, which is a yes. A, position had never knew existed uh okay we're finishing up um but we want to look at the aberdeen game um one of our um, biggest games of the season it almost takes care of itself and that uh, we know the pressures that come with this game uh we're on the same points um as aberdeen they've been pushing us every season for the last uh for the last what four or five years um since mckinnis got in involved uh again because we've not heard your your stuff what's your thoughts on mckinnis it's a hard one because I think he's done a superb job. I think he's done an exceptional job at Aberdeen. He's taken them to a level that they needed to get to. You can't jump to being the best team in Scotland again, but he's actually made them the second force. And I think you need to give him credit for that. Despite the fact that they have bottled it quite a few times in big games, I think you have to give them credit. Yeah. So I think overall he's done a great job. There's a lot of flaws within that, but he's done a great job at Aberdeen. And they are the second best team in Scotland, without no, question. No doubt. Kieran, um your thought in fact I'll start with Louis. Louis, your thoughts going into this game um against Aberdeen Wednesday. Um <clears throat> I don't really know what to, to make of it. I haven't seen a lot of Aberdeen this season. I've not really heard I, I feel as if it's been quite a low key season for Aberdeen so far, considering the fact that they're equal on points with us. Um it's they've kind of been under the radar for me. Um, but I don't know if that's because you've just got the pantomime act of Rangers um, happening at the same time and everybody, you know, talking them up for a second. Um, it's obvious. It's obviously the the toughest game of the season going to Pataudry and um, it will be interesting to see how we deal with it. But I, I'm not going to. I am. I'd be worried about it because. Of reasons we spoke about earlier, the chopping and changing, the the players playing out of position. Does that excite you a little and, bit, though? And the fact that we don't have a, a settled case of team yet this season. Doesn't that excite you a little bit, though? The fact that it's going to be Wednesday, under the floodlights, uh, uh, Pataudry, big game atmosphere. This is where we're going to turn up. This is where we're really going to show we are the best team in Scotland. Um, because... I, I think this Celtic team domestically, as Keenan says, let's not kind of put the, the European banner on, on it when we're looking at this game. Um, I think this team always turns up and it always wants to show, stamp its authority and say, this is who we are um, and this is what we're going to do. I, th- I think, what was the game last year at Pataudry? Where we scored ridiculously quickly. It was in the first minute. Did we not go like three goals up? 
Johnny Hayes scored Griffith a scored, I think, was it Boyata scored a header as well? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But did they not pull it back? Three, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. What, was it three each? No, no, it was not. Three, 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 two, yeah. three, two. Johnny Hayes was an absolute screamer. Ah, he did, but yeah. I, I, I think Derek McInnes, for the fact that they've been rested, they've been pre- pre- preparing that longer. Is a key, that is a key point, Preparing yeah. longer for it. I think, De- and, the, and the defensive frailties that we've got, I think Derek McInnes will be thinking this is their biggest their yeah. biggest opportunity to stop our unbeaten run and really show something. And I think we are in for an absolute... Stormer, Kieran, what's your kind of initial kind of thoughts on it going in? Yeah, um, obviously the same. Slightly worried, um, just by exactly the good, really good point that Louis said that they have had the break, so they have obviously had ten days because yeah. they didn't play the weekend. So no. they've had, and we've had two quite grueling games where the Bayern we are just chasing shadows. Then you've also got your 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 less time between that preparing for the Hibs game because by the time you come home, it's later Thursday um, but I do think that the players do have the character um, to perform even when the, the, the stones are down and maybe we're behind we're still able to bring ourselves back in so in that way I'm not I'm, I'm confident that we will be able to compete with them I think it will be a really, really good game. I think it's actually going to be quite an entertaining game. You're excited though, right? Um, I'm quite yeah, excited. I'm quite yeah, excited because I think as well, I, I think this unbeaten run is now starting to kind of get into the team. I think these guys are now playing for the pride of having that continuing on. And what better way than to continue at the home of your nearest rivals now and really wanting to up the, up the performance levels? I was talking to, I'm not talking to, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh, the Arsenal team that were undefeated. I can't remember who was on it, um, but it was one of the Invincibles. And uh, someone asked, it's like, you know the whole unbeaten season because Brendan Rodgers is like, yeah, we deal with it, and we, it's not. All the players are like, it's not in our minds. We just play the game. Uh, the Invincibles. I can't remember who it was. It might have been a Ma- not Emmanuel Petit. Was it was it Petit part of that team? Oh, I, I can't remember. But whoever the player was was like, oh, we were talking about it every day. Like we were like messaging each other and talking about like we need to focus. We need to get this unbeaten run, and you know we need to really do this and put ourselves in the history book. So as as you say, you know it probably is. Still at the front of the players' minds, there's almost going to be a relief when it ends. I'd rather it ended to someone like this is just my opinion, but I'd rather it ended to someone like Hamilton and a shock one nil win at Parkhead than to you know Aberdeen because fuck those guys. Uh, Alan, how are you feeling? To I don't know why I'm very anti Aberdeen. Uh, Alan, thoughts on the game? I think my only concern is defensively. I think um, I'd be interested to see what he does at centre half. Um, Beto and away Aberdeen. It's as big a game as Rangers. Would he do that there? Would he play Beto at centre half in that kind of game? So it'll be interesting to see whether he actually switches back to a right back or whether he. Sorry, I was licking my beard. Freaked you out there. So whether he goes Gambo or Ralston, or, or whether he actually goes with Beto, because I think Stevie May's obviously had a cracking start for Aberdeen and he's a striker that I think would be difficult to play against just the type of player he is so I think that'll be I think that's where we need to be careful um, Who's playing, Who plays in the left wing for Aberdeen now? Uh, Gary McKay Steven Is it McKay Steven? Yeah Christy won't play because he'll, be, he'll, he'll be tied so that's one list uh, Christy won't play they've been lining up 4-4-2 in the last couple of games with uh, Rooney and me playing up front uh, and it's been McKay Steven and Christy wide with McLean and Shinny Do, do they still have Jaden Stockley? 
Is no, he still a, he's, he's, he's still a thing. That's what he scored. He's utter jobbies. See, that'll be a, quite a challenge. I don't think your two centre halves have played against two strikers before. Well, not before, but for quite a number of time um, games because teams don't like playing against us with two strikers because they obviously want an extra midfielder. So Could if he imagine? does go with two strikers, that's quite a bold statement by McInnes. Yeah. But for it's us, sensible. We've only got one centre half. Of course, it's, 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 but you it's going to be horrific. If but that'll give us. Then that means boy, we'll, boy, we'll, we'll we'll on, sorry, the issue, the issue with them playing we'll four midfield. Yeah, but, uh, we'll flood their midfield, and also Rooney isn't very um, versatile, and he's a very one-dimensional striker. He's not going to give you. In. Stevie May will. Stevie May will work hard, and he'll drop back. But Rooney himself is is quite a one-dimensional. Chris Boyd style striker he's not very uh, flexible and he doesn't necessarily do a lot of and with that with the two, we have to be careful about set pieces and not giving away too many because that at times can be our weakness especially if Bitterns in the team his perception of the ball and aye. just timing of it is not very good he, f- he fouls fuck it folk aye definitely um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Scott Wright who's their wee winger who will probably take place of Gary McKay Steve, um, of uh, Christie I've seen him a handful of times over the last towards the end of last season and I've seen him twice this season he looks a right prospect he's fast he's tricky um, he could cost uh, well he'll be up against Tierney so aye but, uh, but so it'll be interesting to see how they line up um, Arnes- Arneson is quite slow good good player but quite slow O'Connor's rash Logan's a fucking ball bag he'll be playing up to the crowd and the cameras anyway Uh McKenna, actually McKenna's been playing centre half for them. So, so uh, Aberdeen have had an extra week. Um, they'll be well drilled. They know how they're they, they'll know how they're going to play. Um, there's no doubt we are far superior to them in every position. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean th- they're kind of not going to give us a, a terrific game overall. I'm looking for how Big question. Okay, for us all. Dembélé Griffiths to start. Dembélé. Musa for me, absolutely. Especially, especially up there, physical game. Aye, I just think it's the right time. I think Rogers would be, as we kind of talked about earlier, wants to play him, and I think he'll use Saturday. He'll use the fact that he's had a couple of games under his belt now. It's the natural time for the the boy one to come back in for me. Um, Kieran, what about you? I'm with them, Bailey. I think. Um up against two of their big defenders I think power and, power and pace I think would help but I think it would help as well with having Rodgers in yeah so we'll get, we'll get quickly do a line up of who we think is going to play um, Louis um, Stephen Hughes uh, the gentleman that he is sends in a tweet Good on him. evening gents think we've yet to hit the height the, the form heights of last season do you think consistent selection and defence would enable better play this is for you and this goes into the kind of um, Aberdeen game and whether who you think are going to play the back consistency. Well, we're not going to get it for the Aberdeen game because it will be makeshift again. But um, yeah, I mean that that's obviously going to help. I, I just feel as if right now the wide areas are the only places where we have some consistency. Right through the middle of our team is from striker to three in midfield to two centre halves it's all over the place and you don't know who's going to be playing you can only guarantee right now because they're they're fully fit Boyata will play Brown will play that's it two players out of what five six 
Two out of the six you can nail on. The others, you don't know who's going to play. Um, so we need consistency in order to be as confident and as good as we were last season. I mean, in essence, we do have consistency with uh, the wingers up until now, anyway, striker and fullbacks and goalkeeper. It's really only the centre half position, which if Boyata has played, it's really only two positions. Who sits with Brown? Who partners Boyata? No, you've got who's who partners Boyata. You've got who sits with Brown, who plays number 10, constantly changing. And then now you've got who plays up front, because you've, you've got the question mark in the belly. Yeah, so well, we've, we got a, we've got a competitive squad. Um, Alan, I'm going to bring you in. Uh, we've got a, ca- a message from El, Cap- El Captain. I wanted to say, to say Capitan, but it's just Captain. If you could fix your Twitter, Kev Pugh, that would be great. Uh, and Cham, my verdict is he's not good enough. What are your views? What are your views on Cham? Would you be looking to would they have any, play any sort of role on uh, Wednesday against Aberdeen? I think he'll absolutely start the game on Wednesday against Aberdeen. I would expect him to. Um, I think he'll play in with Brown and I think McGregor will fill in as well. I think we'll go with a three. Um, I, I like him. I like the athletic attributes he's got. I think he is frustrating. He thinks he's got a lot more time in the ball, but I think he'll get better. I think he'll get a lot better and I think the only way he'll do that is by playing games. I don't see an alternative to play in the position there at the moment. I don't think you can play. I, I like McGregor, but... I want to see a strong athletic player in there beside Brown so that he's not doing all the work himself. And I think as time goes on, I think Jam will get better. Um, and I think he'll definitely start. He started all the big games, so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't on Wednesday. Okay, um, Liam McLaughlin tweets in and says, will Pedro see out this year or has a caravan now, now off the road? I think it's on fire. Um, so, Kieran, just to kind of finish up our kind of look at Aberdeen, um, we know where Aberdeen's kind of, you know, as you mentioned yourself, they've got two big centre-halves, two big tall centre-halves. They've got two full-backs who like to kind of overlap. They've got Shinny, who's an intelligent player who's going to try and get in Brown's face. They've got Gary mckay Stephen. We know all about him, and they've got two strikers. They got one, a nippy striker in Stevie May, and a you know a kind of old fashioned beanpole striker in, in, in Adam Rooney. Maybe I'm underselling Adam Rooney. He is a good player. It's just he's maybe not as versatile as as a few other players. What are you playing? What's your? Uh, Alan said there that he's going to play in Cham Brown and McGregor. Who are you playing, or who do you think will play? Um. I would go Brown and Cham and Rodic. I want Rodic in there because I think at times if Aberdeen are coming there, would you want a bit more of an out ball next to the striker? I don't think we'll be hitting down the way we do in Europe, but there's just no out ball at all. It's just you're trying to get to Griffiths and then there's no one near him. Um, but I think at times when you want the ball taken off our defensive inside the midfield, Rodic is the man to do it. Can hold it up and then turn with it. Whereas McGregor kind of likes to run with the ball at his feet, um, but. With Aberdeen going quite strong, he could, he could get lost as well um, with that. So I would I would want to have Rodgers in there. Uh, Louis, what about yourself? So collectively we've said that we're going to have Dembele play. Um, we know... the we, we know. Does Forrest start for you against Aberdeen? Forrest and Sinclair or, Forrest and, um, or Sinclair and Roberts? Well, Paddy, obviously. <laughs> You've changed your fucking tune. Paddy... <laughs> Pat's record against Aberdeen is very, very good. So I would expect him to play play tomorrow night. Kieran? Also, it's against yeah, Aberdeen, uh, Aberdeen Constantine. It's Aberdeen uh, Constantine. Boy, Constantine, honest. yeah. So he's right. Put your teeth in, son. <laughs> Constantine. Uh, who's your, who, how you, who are you playing at the back? What's your back line? Tierney, 
Oh, do you want me to get it? Or? No, I want to name it. Can I want to kind of guess. Um, no, well, not necessarily. Well, um, Lustig right back, Boyata, um, um, do you remember who plays with us? <laughs> Paul McStay. Fuck it, I'd play either. And uh, KT left back. I don't want Beaton playing centre half. That's not an option for me. I'm sorry, it's just not an option. The only other thing we can do is play Gamboa and Lustig centre half. So maybe maybe that then. So because we Ralston's, Ralston's not fit. So Gamboa right back, Lustig, Boyata and um and KT. But I think Ayer has to come in. Okay, Aberdeen Patoji away right, okay, that's a very difficult game for him to come into. But he has to play if well that gubbed he has to play at some point. Uh, finally, um, Kieran, I'll get just as you're about to go. Uh, Kieran, prediction. What's your prediction for the Aberdeen? You, you try to put his jacket on, and he's he's making a dick of it. Um, tight game. I think we'll win two one. Two one. Who's the scorers for us? Um, Dembele and Tam. Dembele and Tam. Aldo. Two 0 Celtic. Almeister General. Arlington Steel. Alan. <laughs> two 0 Celtic. Al. Two 0 I think Patrick. Scores the first and Musa. Musa uh, yeah. for the second. Uh, Lou Dog. Prediction. Um, I think it will be a two each draw. Who's the scorer for us? Who's the scorer for them? Um, Thomas Rogic. I hope Thomas isn't his. Thomas? I think it's just Tam. <laughs> um, Tam Rogic and uh, Demberino, as you call him. Uh, will it be a demolition? No, because he's only got one goal. All oh, right, no worries. Registered trademark. Yeah, aye, to be fair. Uh, I believe Celtic will win three goals to one. I think we'll concede because just the kind of pressure of the game. I think it will be... Because the game at Petrodic they were talking about did finish three goals, 3-1. Three, so uh, from that point... Um, yeah, I think it'll be pretty much along the same lines as that. So yeah, um, that's that's pretty much our show. Alan, have you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed yourself? you had a good time? I've had great fun. I've had... Uh, it's been lovely to catch up with old friends. And... Louis. Um Bitch. <laughs> it's been good fun. No, it's nice to follow up uh, my brother's appearance on a pod, we won for myself. Um, what podcast was your brother on? Oh, was this uh, one? Camply titled Boy on the Road. How he set off this morning actually going to Aberdeen. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So how's it going? I've not spoke to him today, um but I'm assuming I think he'll be in a pub in Edinburgh. He's I just mean Edinburgh in today. In general. Fine, fine. Yeah. Ah. That's good. That's good. it's a really, really good thing. Were you I wasn't part of that podcast unfortunately. Were you part when uh, I was, yep, I was there. Who's yeah. your favourite Edgar? Come on, Alan. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> he just lagged you off. He's saying to go, remember? You're the one in the room. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Um, how, how do you think the season's going overall? Are you happy with the, the progress from Celtic's point of view? I mean, it's a great time, to be honest. I still feel like it's a hangover from last year. It is an absolute pleasure going to watch them every week. I know that Louis is a bit down on us just now, but it's when you've been through the 90s and the noughties even it's just incredible and I'm loving having a manager like Brendan that you can really get behind it's Um, it's been amazing yeah there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be coming up in England with obviously the Everton job and uh, there's another couple of people Canel and Shugley nails um, so we're going to expect to have him linked with a whole host of jobs in England but I think he's going to be here for at least another season after this one and if he did go after the end of next season I would be I'd you know, I'd give, wish him the best. It's what is it now? Six. Yeah, so we've got at least four. He's definitely staying for the ten. 
<laughs> God, he has it. a responsibility too. He cannot leave. If we if he left and we lost it and we didn't get the ten, it'd be his fault. I, I think it, it would, would just tarnish feel like his record. It would be a waste of having. I don't think having him here for two years. I think I know it's been great with a treble unbeaten, but we need to get the real benefit of his vision for the club. He needs to be here five. four, five, six years. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be great two years. But that's all it will be. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think Brendan Rodgers wants to influence the team for long after he's, he's absolutely. Yeah, I think he wants to influence the entire club and the philosophy yeah. of how the club moves forward. Um, I know we're kind of um, talking out of school a little bit, but uh, Chris Davis would probably take over after Brendan leaves. I would like that. He's a nice man. He's very sharply dressed, young man. I see him shopping <laughs> quite often. What the hell? That's that's what happened. I think when Brendan leaves, that Chris Davis will take over. I'd be okay with that. Because if John Kennedy's the one that's been touted. Well, he could take over after Chris. Former Q, former Q lads. <laughs> no, no, but I think John Kennedy's been bigged up a lot. Like, there's a lot of talk that he's the one. He's That's the heir apparent. Stevie uh, Woods for manager, in my opinion. Get involved. Absolutely. Terrific it's not just a Q. I was joking. What the hell? I was joking. No, it's disgusting. Uh, we are the 90 Minutes Cynic. Check us out on uh, our website. Um, have you been joining the supplement? Genuinely fantastic content. Very grown up. Thank you very much for having me. Also free. It's very, very good. It's absolutely fantastic. Even the artwork on it. Will we get you involved at some point? Would you believe I would enjoy that very much. Good stuff. We'll we'll speak to that off air. Uh, 90minutecynic.com. You can check out the supplement. Um, The next one is going to be released in the next couple of weeks. We'll give you official dates on that. And it'll be released in PDF form from the get-go. I also said I'd write something for that, but I've never held back. I think I've ignored. (laughs) No, I think... Which is absolutely fine. Yeah, I think you should have been the proactive one there. I think I had a drink in there, is it? (laughs) Oh, you did it on the podcast, so you probably did it. Sorry, drink, I you? Uh, I've minutes, not been uh, drunk on a podcast in a while. Give me some credit. You were also drunk live on air when we did the live podcast. Remember, you turned up steaming. What the fuck? I am joking. That didn't happen uh, for for legal. <laughs> yeah, I've got a job. I keep. Legal rights. Um, yeah, check out 90minutesynic.com. You can check out the supplement. There's hundreds of old articles in the archive, some really interesting stuff. Um, check us out on iTunes. Um, if you search for 90 Minutes Cynic, if you could subscribe and, you know, leave, maybe leave a positive comment, Alan. Would, would it be wrong if they left? It'd be good. Not overly positive, that comes across sarcastic, though. Yeah, but still five stars. Oh, always. I'm just going to geese some stars. I love a star. Star daft. Well. No five star daft because that's getting into dodgy territory. But please, five stars. Don't yeah, give us four. Just realised. Uh, so yeah, check us out on iTunes, and uh, we're on speaker speaker dot com slash the ninety minutes cynic. Um, You've got stars tattooed down your forearm, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, you can just, <laughs> I don't know. Really of them. What is that a ranger thing? I it's also a bit of a scummy thing, isn't it? Is they it? are four rangers. Can we say that? Yeah. If any listeners have five stars tattooed in the forum, I humbly apologise. I like the band Five Star. Hey, the British going. version of the Jackson Five, if we remember. You'll be excommunicated, excommunicated from the Celtic family anymore of this. I don't think I was ever part of the Celtic family, to be honest. Um, check us out at speakerspeaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. But if you want all of our all, all of our details about this, the supplement, the podcast, everything we're doing, uh, what biscuits we're eating, um, Alan brought some wagon wheels and also... Jam. Wagon wheels. Jam wagon wheels and Viscounts. Viscounts. Terrific. And he bought oh, by the way, Haribo sweeties. Just to tell the listeners, if you're in the mood for a wee bit of chocolate, right? I got a dairy milk. It was dairy milk Oreo, but mint Oreo. Tremendous stuff. So it's it's Oreos. No, no, no. It's it's, it's a dairy milk chocolate bar, ah. but it's mint Oreo flavour. But you didn't bring them tonight. 
I didn't, Alan. I'm not going to lie because that wasn't for sure. Bit like my KT poster. And your the KT underwear or whatever. It's <laughs> socks. You've got underwear. Okay. Um, yeah, so to terrific. Um, at 90 Minutes Cinecon Pod uh, on Twitter, that's where you get all the, the kind of details. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. It's been a pleasure, Chris. Thanks for the tea. Pleasure as always. Um, thanks for the, the warm comforts of your home. We call him the owl, Alan. Because mm-hmm. I'm half asleep most of the time. Forgot why. Not because I'm wise. Uh, could you I always prefer the housewife's favourite. Yeah, but he's the, he is the housewife's favourite. Thanks. Um, Alan. Aldo, Almeister General, Arlington Steel, Albert, Albert, <laughs> Albert. Thank Al- you very much, Albert, Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Is that the serial killer? No, it's from Resident Evil. Uh. Alan Edgar, it's been an Edgar and Alan Frog, the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys. That this oh ending is going on, God. isn't it? Jesus, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. We'll definitely get you on again, and uh, th- big thanks to Harpoon, Keen, and the Freight Train. Um, we have been the ninety minutes, and we'll see you down the road. I was going to go like that's fine, but nah. I need to. I'm Chris Gallagher. He's Louis McCaffrey. That's Alan Egger. Kieran Haran was here. We are the Ninety Minutes Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Story of the jelly rolling.